welcome to another episode of the Property Nomads podcast. And today we're going to deep dive into the Magna Carta. We're going to deep dive into the 1215 Magna Carta, the 1225 Magna Carta. And this is on the back of reading a couple of articles online recently where shop owners were given fines for opening during the second national lockdown and have basically refused to acknowledge the fines, uh, citing Article 61 of the 1215 Magna Carta. So if you're thinking, well, oh, this is a bit weird, I didn't sign up for a history lesson today. Well, we're just trying something different here. And the aim of this is to try and assess whether using Article 1, uh, Article 61 of the 1215 Magna Carta is actually a valid thing to do if you have been fined for opening your business during the national lockdown. By the way, of course, I'm not a lawyer. Please do not take this as legal advice. Uh, please don't go away. Uh, you know, if we have a third national lockdown, please don't go away, open your shops, get fined and say, well, you know, Rob from the Property Nomads podcast said it was okay. I'm not a legal professional. Please do not take this advice literally. I'm just merely going through the history, trying to establish whether using Article 61 of the 1215 Magna Carta is actually a valid thing to do. Of course, I'll give you my opinion at the end. Also, another slight word of warning. There are a lot of numbers in this episode. There's a lot of dates, a lot of numbers, a lot of different clauses. So hopefully it's not too much of a blur uh, to listen to. Like I said, it's something new that we're trialing and I love history as well. So to be able to dive into this properly um, is, is quite exciting to say the least. Now, I'm not going to give away any names of the various shops. Um, you can Go on the BBC website, Google Article 61, 1215 Magna Carta. You know, I'm sure it will come up with the articles of, of, of the shop people that have, that have done this. First of all, though, let's go back to the very beginning. What is the Magna Carta? Well, Magna Carta is Latin for Great Charter. The first one was signed in 1215. And effectively, at the time, uh, the ruler of, Eng of England, King John, uh, he was doing a terrible job absolutely poor the power had gone to his head he was always at war with with the barons not doing a good job the barons sort of rose up said hey hang on King Jong we're not taking any more of this this is bullshit um, you know we want our rights um, we're gonna keep rebelling against you not give you any tax money etc etc oh by the way now we're forcing you to sign this great charter and the Magna Carta of 1215 and that was signed at Runnymede which is near Windsor nowadays. The first interesting thing about the Magna Carta, a um, couple of things here, it's, it's called Great Charter and we refer to it as Great Charter because actually in 1217 um, the Charter of the Forest came out and they needed something to distinguish between both charters so they just ended up calling the Magna Carta you know the Great Charter uh, rather than Charter of the Forest so Hey ho, they're both important documents of the time. Uh, you might see them at the National Archives or various cathedrals up and down the country when we're allowed back in. I do recommend actually going to see them um, if they're ever on display. They are absolutely fantastic. And the Magna Carta effectively set out the laws which the king and everyone else had to follow for the first time. So as I say, King John done a bad job. The barons rebelled. They wanted some clearer law. Magna Carta came about and everyone, including the king, had to follow um, these articles for the first time. And Magna Carta was not intended to be a great charter for the rights of all people. 
it was designed for the barons, by the barons, for the barons, to ensure that their rights were protected against the king's power. A divine right of kings, if the king says it, you do it. That was sort of how it worked eight, nine hundred years ago. But the barons had enough of that. So the Magna Carta from 1215 was designed by the barons for the barons. It was not designed to protect the right of the general population. That's the first thing to bear in mind. A couple of notes from the, again, from the 1215 Magna Carta is that there are still a couple of clauses that we would recognise today. There are a couple of clauses from the original one that effectively form part of our law as we know it today. I won't go through all of them. There's only four parts. So part of part one is still valid today. The whole of part 13 and part 39 and part 40. And again, this is from the 1215 Magna Carta. And the reason I keep saying 1215 Magna Carta, um, that will become clearer further on in the episode. Article 39 states, no free man shall be seized, imprisoned, dispossessed, outlawed, exiled, or ruined in any way, nor in any way proceeded against, except by the lawful judgment of his peers and the law of the land. Article 40. To no one will we sell, to no one will we deny or delay right or justice. Now, that is fundamental. That explains why we have juries. Nowadays, it also explains a hell of a lot of things over the years. Uh, for those of you that are, are familiar, the other half is Mexican. And we were talking about uh, a little while ago, the conquistadors, um, the, you know, the Spanish intolerance of any other religion apart from Catholicism. And you know, again, back in back in the days, in all this religious warfare, there'd be a lot of persecutions, a lot of auto de fe's. You know, people would be you know executed just for you know not being Catholic, basically. And that happened an awful lot in in Central Europe, an awful lot in Western Europe as well, and then also in the Americas. I mean, I'm sure. In, in other religions as well. This, you know, this has been going on for years and years and years. But interestingly, when it came down to trial time in, again, Spain, the Americas, etc., it was pretty much the priests versus the people. So if the priests believe that you did something wrong or, or something, then you'd probably be killed. Whereas in England, although there were a few examples, we've never had a massive um, sort of ridiculous intolerance in England because most of the time you'd have to be tried by a court and then have lawful judgment passed down from from peers or as we know today a jury so that's how England's a little bit different um, you could say the United Kingdom I'm just going to focus on England now because of how things were back in the day 1215 at the time of signing this so all of that's quite interesting a bit of a side a bit of a side thing there Going back to the point, Article 39 and Article 40 of the original 1215 Magna Carta. Yeah, yes, no free man shall be seized, etc., etc. And to no one will we sell, to no one will we deny or delay right or justice. So all of this was signed in 1215. Happy days. Everyone cracks on with normal life. What happens in 1216? Yep, King John dies. No, no, sorry, he doesn't die. He gets excommunicated. My mistake. He gets excommunicated. So England needs a new king. So power gets passed over to a very young lad called Henry. Now, 
Henry, who later became Henry III, isn't old enough to be able to sign his own charters. So he has to rely on his peers in order to do that. But he does come of age a few years later. So although there was another Magna Carta issued just after 1215, I think there might have been one in 1216 and 1217 as well, both signed off in the new king's name, King Henry III. It's not until 1225 that he signs the, the latest Magna Carta. And more importantly, this is the Magna Carta where we take some of our aspects of our law today. So not the 1215 Magna Carta, but the 1225 Magna Carta. I'll go back to the clauses briefly of to no free man shall be seized, to no one will be sold, delay the right of justice. Now, as we said, that's Article 39 and Article 40 of the 1215 Magna Carta. But in the 1225 Magna Carta, which is where over the years we've taken the law, these two articles actually form one article, and that's Article 29. And it reads as this. Article 29 of the 1225 Magna Carta. No free man shall in future be arrested or imprisoned or decised of his freehold liberties or free customs or outlawed or exiled or victimised in any other way. Neither will we attack him or send anyone to attack him except by the lawful judgment of his peers or by the law of the land. To no one will we sell, to no one will we refuse or delay right or justice. Fun times. So Article 29 of the 1225 Magna Carta. So there's a bit of backstory and you're thinking, Rob, you mentioned Article 61. What's going on here? Well, the reason I've given you that context is this. The various shop owners that have you know, cited Article 61 of Magna Carta 1215 have a bit of a problem here. First of all, the Magna Carta that forms a couple of the basis of law that we know today isn't the 1215 Magna Carta. The 1215 Magna Carta is effectively no longer valid. It's actually the 1225 Magna Carta in which we get all this information from. So there is a bit of an issue there. But anyway, let's have a look at Article 61 of the 1215 Magna Carta and see what it says. So these people with their shops have put up on their shops the following. Under Article 61 of Magna Carta 1215, we have a right to enter into lawful dissent if we feel we are being governed unjustly. Contrary to common belief, our sovereign and her government are only there to govern us and not rule us. This must be done within the constraint of our common law and the freedoms asserted to us by such law. Nothing can become law in this country if it falls outside of this simple constraint. So there's a couple of challenges with this. It says here, our sovereign and her government. Well, first of all, first of all, in 1215, it was King John. Um, last time I checked in, I'm pretty sure that was a dude. So you can argue that that isn't valid at all. Secondly, as we mentioned about the barons, that the Magna Carta was established by the barons for the barons. It was not something that was meant to be for the common people or the peasantry at the time. So there's challenge number two. And challenge number three is there's really no sign of that particular clause 
in the 1225 Magna Carta. And that is the Magna Carta document that, again, we take certain aspects of our, our law nowadays from. We don't take it from the 1215 Magna Carta. We don't take it from the 1216 Magna Carta. We don't take it from the 1217 Magna Carta. We take it from the 1225 Magna Carta. Why 1225? Well, that is because King Henry III had become of age as such and was old enough to be able to make a personal commitment to rule in accordance with the rules set out in Magna Carta. That's why another one was issued in 1225. So I guess in summary, using Article 61 of Magna Carta 1215 to basically not acknowledge any fines, to say, you know, we're allowed to open, we're rebelling against the rule, etc., etc. My opinion is that it's not valid. It's it's not a valid thing to do. And again, a couple of reasons for that. Number one, it was designed by the barons for the barons, not for the general people. Number two, the fact that they've written in the notice they've put on the window, our sovereign and her government, and again, 1215 at the time, it was King John. Uh, again, last time I checked in, definitely not a woman. And, and thirdly, we don't actually take anything nowadays from the 1215 Magna Carta. It actually comes from the 1225 Magna Carta instead. So again, I'm not a legal professional, but for me, having sort of dived into this a little bit, I would say that it's personally uh, not valid. So I wouldn't recommend going down that route anyway. So can you avoid lockdown fines using Article 61 of the Magna Carta? Probably not. <laughs> it's a very simple answer to that. Well, that wraps up a, another episode of the Property Nomads podcast. A couple of housekeeping bits at the end. A massive thank you to the, those that wrote in and said, Rob, I'd, you know, thanks for the offer of being on the show. I'd love to be on the show, part of this mini-series of, of getting started in property. We've got a lovely mini-series coming up uh, at the start of January, uh, three or four episodes and some really fascinating people joining us, uh, people that have just started, that have done a couple, people that are a bit further on down the line, really looking forward to getting that mini-series out as well. So check on that in January. Next episode, 150, is the full episode that James Sahota and I done recently, and that will be around top tips for starting podcasts, amongst other bits and pieces. As usual, you'll get the Christmas message from us on Christmas Day. And also, around February, March time next year, we are looking to do a Women in Business series. Uh, it'd be fascinating to get uh, an insight into some successful women uh, and also if, if, they's ex if they have experienced any challenges during their course of not just investing, but you know, general business as well. So we've got some awesome people lined up. Stay tuned for the Property Nomads podcast february and march as usual please do share the word of the podcast like subscribe via itunes we're also looking to get more bits and pieces onto the youtube channel so you know check out over there go and subscribe to that as well keep up to date with us on our social medias as well there's a plethora of content coming your way we really enjoy doing this and a massive thank you for you know continuing to listen continuing to be with us we do really love listening to your feedback 
any feedback, any suggestions for episodes, things you'd like to hear, people you'd like interviewed, email us, rob at tpnpodcast.com. But until next time, I'll be the same.